Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Wednesday, happy hub day, Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 107 on everything. Entertainment, of course. Uh, remember now, tomorrow's show, uh, they will be broadcasting live from uh, very close to Hollywood. That's right. They're not beautiful downtown Sherman Oaks. That is right. Before we move on, I know you two have read this email, but we did want to share it with our listeners because it's just very, very moving. It's from Jane, and uh, the subject is thank you. Jane says, "I would like to thank you for entertaining and educating me. I live in Moorhead, but my daughter lives in St. Louis Park." And she introduced me to your show. I now listen to your show on the podcast. Uh, she is uh, I am battling a serious illness and don't sleep well at night. So that is when I listen to you or watch a show on Netflix that you recommended or read books that you liked. Oh, nice. Oh, that's sweet. I wanted to let you and Donnie know how much you enrich my life. P.S. from Jane. Looking forward to hearing about your adventures at the Sega Ah, thank you, Jane. Nice that's Jane that's so sweet. I know. I did Indeed. respond to her. I said, thank yeah, your I daughter for yeah. turning no kidding. you on to Beautiful. You know, um, if people want to follow us, Lori and Julia, A-N-D Julia on Instagram. Or Lori Julia on Twitter. Yes. and um, Or the Facebook or the MyTalk page. Or the MyTalk page because we'll be... Taking photos and we're going to use hashtag photos. Yeah, photos? hashtag okay. <laughs> uh, low J SAG awards and everything will be feeded into all the my tech stuff. So fed. <laughs> what did I say? Feeded. feeded. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I am. I, I haven't eaten today, which is a shock because I do not let a meal no. go by without indulging. Why even you eating today? Just How do you not have weird, the shaky I, hungries? I kind of have them having something, but I just. We're moving on. Okay, we're moving on. Well, let's move on to Jay Leno. He uh, was in the clubhouse. Andy Cohen is broadcasting from California. They've recreated his clubhouse to perfection. And Jay Leno and Judd Apatow were on. I kind of felt like he should have just had Jay, Jay Leno, Leno alone. Because Judd, Judd Apatow looked like such a little fan geek boy. He well, really, because he is. Well, I think he and Jay Leno, they both have been in Hollywood, you know. They didn't need Judd Apatow. They did. They, no. It could have been a one-on-one because yep. Andy just wanted to talk to Jay about talk show host stuff. And all of that and uh, he did do, like a third wheel he there. did yeah. feel like a third <laughs> it wheel did. it really did he did and you know he had kimmel on alone the night before yeah you know okay. so he just kind of wanted to fanboy out over jay leno and uh um so let's just play the first uh, cut with andy uh, as i think it's andy asking jay a question jay has there been any talk about you going on letterman's netflix show I, mean, I, don't, I, know if I don't hear all the talk. I don't know. I mean, if somebody might be talking about it. I, I, I'm not aware of it. Have they asked you to be on no, the show? No, I, I would like to see I that. I would love to see that. I want to get into the nitty-gritty yes. of all this. Well, yes. you guys don't have the show. so <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. If, if he asked They're you... They're probably to, going, what have you ever been on Andy Cohen's show? If he yeah. asked you to go on that show, would you go sure, on? Sure, i go on. You would? Yeah. yeah. 
When was the last time you talked to him? Oh, I think it was probably near the end of both our shows. I think we just called, you know. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that we don't hate each other. Right. The media makes a big thing about it. I am a huge fan. You know, when I started, Letterman was a great wordsmith. He could put things together, but he's kind of a hesitant performer. I was a very loud, boisterous performer, but I wasn't that good a writer. So I would watch him and go, oh man, how do you put those sentences together? And he watched me go, how can you be so confident on say? So I think we sort of took from each other a little bit. Oh, that I was like a that. very good answer, oh, wasn't yeah. it? And he looked good. He did, and Andy did a nice little montage of some of you know highlights of Jay Leno. And yeah. how long was he on the Tonight Show? Was did he have twenty years? Uh, it's oh, be probably. Close. Yeah, yeah probably. He, close. Asked, I, he asked some so interesting he, questions. He did yeah. a montage of all these different people that have been on the show with them. And then uh, this is, I think, a caller asking Jay Leno about the late Johnny Carson. Jay, do you have a favorite memory of, of Johnny Carson? Kate H. wants to know. A favorite memory of yeah, Johnny? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny. You know, Johnny came to see me years ago, before I ever the time. He would come into the club. And uh, he, gave me, he gave me a great note. He said, uh, you know, you're a good performer, but the, the jokes, like I told you, just not strong enough. He said, you know, he, he said, what you should do is write your jokes out, go up one night and read them as flat and as boring as you can. And if it gets a laugh, oh, okay, then you, know, you got a funny joke. Then add your performing skills to that and you'll have a joke that really works because it works on the level of performance and it works on the level of being funny. Because a lot of comics just get out there, you're doing, and they're funny right. physical movements, but there's no joke. You need both. Did you take the advice? Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I tried it. How about that? That was kind of interesting. Sure, I did. I thought it was a good idea if you it just stands alone. Yeah, he also, uh, Andy Cohn asked him about his, uh, why does Howard Stern, you know, hate you? Um, it was during Creed the Fifth. Yep. It was so long, though. But uh, he just said, you know, I, I don't know why I'd go on a show if he asked me. I don't know why he's harsh. Bill Clinton refused to come on the Tonight Show because of all the Jay Leno jokes. Yeah, he, was, he said mm. with... Um, with uh, Howard Stern? Yeah, he said that I used to be on Howard's show all the time. And then for whatever reason, reason Howard, it was when the whole everything went down between CBS Letterman and, Letterman and, oh, and, right. and everything. And Howard Stern's a big uh, Letterman fan. But he and, said, there, we have no hard feelings. I know, but he just said, I also yeah. am of the belief, never complain, never explain. Exactly. So, and then also he said he wouldn't change anything differently about the Tonight Show drama with Conan O'Brien, which that show came back last night in its half hour format. And, and Tom what if, Hanks only on. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just one person. One person yeah. who, Tom Hanks, who gave um, Conan O'Brien the nickname Coco, which Wait. still sticks mm-hmm. with him. Anyway. I do think that, um, you know, Jay Leno talked about how. The, he, you can't have hard feelings. And the whole thing about Conan, he said, would you have done anything different? He said, it wasn't my decision. It's We're based on ratings, people. They they wanted to bring it prime time. They thought they needed a younger person to do that. They mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. There weren't ratings. They have me take it back. Yeah. What, what, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, it's true. It's and, true. and everyone was, was very, so mad at him. Yeah, he was about very it. chill what about is he it. not supposed yeah. to work? Yeah. You know, he was probably really bummed when they took his show away. I bet he was. He didn't seem ready to be retired. No, right. He didn't get a walk so, away when he yeah. wanted to, like Johnny did. So he got dogged, and then everyone thinks he dogged Conan, but he didn't. It's all based on ratings. I mean, Conan is going on 25 years on the air. That's so, how long he's I miss been seeing on. him, but I don't go to find him. I don't CBS. seek him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't TNT. What time mm-hmm. is he on? He's on at 10. 10. 
10 so to 10 30 yeah before yeah. the other shows start mm. he's very funny but and i guess uh, tom hanks was a hoot with him last night but he was know. very funny but you know there's just too many all right um is andy richter still on it yeah andy richter he's made the there. cut they yeah, got okay. rid of a lot of other things in oh, okay. it but um okay in a little casting news i saw his photo Okay. James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, is going to play his father in the Sopranos sequel, The Many Saints of Newark. I love this. Yeah. He looks so much like I love his this. dad. And he had to try it's brilliant. out. Yep. And he's been in some things already. And, and they said, the casting people said, no one understood the, so much about the character of Tony Soprano as his son. I mean, and I also think it's a great... It's a great stunt casting, too, even though they say he's worthy and well, good. He, Michael Gandolfini has appeared in The Deuce. Right. He has oh, acted in yes, that. Yes, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, that's what you may yes, have recognize yes. him. But he very much have has his dad's sleepy eyes yep. and heavy eyebrow. And, I mean, he just looks like a young version of his dad. Because I think he was like, I don't know, was that like, his Six years 50. ago that his dad died? Not sure. Maybe around then, yeah. Lori, five or six. Five or I six mean, it years. was so sudden. He had just done a really cute movie with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, he's really he's really excited. He said, it's a profound honor to continue my dad's legacy while stepping into the shoes of a young Tony Soprano. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to work with David Chase and the incredible company of talent. I love that. Six years in June. Six, that's what I thought. Yeah, so... Yeah. That movie, by the way, Julia, is... I think it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, all right, fine. Which is a... You're, it's a fabulous movie. Those two together were wonderful in the Oh, movie. I loved that I movie. I loved that movie. I felt Great like Melissa movie. was their neighbor or something. What was it called but, again? Uh, well, we'll look it up. We don't know. Have to check on that one too. Um, but anyway, he's only 19 years old. So, you know, he was like... What was he then... 12 or 13. He, he was young. Died. Yeah, he was young. I do remember young, young, young. So anyway, he looks like him. So I think that is great casting. I know they're going to want us to keep calling it the Many Saints of Newark, but I just think we're going to keep calling the it Sopranos. Sopranos the prequel. prequel. Um, Alec Baldwin, I just laugh at this story about the guy he punched in the face over the parking uh, spot, and he is going to have to go to anger management for a day. <laughs> for a day. That's nothing. Not a small I'm thing. glad he at least admitted guilty and didn't well i think he's had too many other little things like this where the judge is just like whatever we don't believe you anymore okay kate winslet do you like the idea of her coming back to hbo we saw her in um mildred Mildred pierce Pierce, mildred which was not very no it was terrible i think but she's producing this and again i think women of a certain age to be in charge of their own destiny are having to start production companies and finding their own material yeah she's uh variety's reporting she'll play a small town pennsylvania detective whose life crumbles around her as she investigates a local murder it's called mayor of east town i don't know if it was based on a book or whatever, but uh, yeah, so good for Kate Winslet. Yeah, I feel that way, yeah, good for her. Good for Tamron Hall. Guess who's executive producing her daytime talk show that's already 70% sold, sold. for next fall? You already told me. Bill Geddes. Bill Getty, who served as EVP for The View for 17 years, mm-hmm. left when Barbara left. And he also did all of the Barbara Walters specials. The 10 Most Fascinating People specials. Love those. And he started out his career. He's a producer for GMA. So Tamron Hall is, she's got a good EVP. And she could be. 
I'm like, excited. She could do these kinds of things, like do the, yeah. like what Barbara Walters used to oh, do yeah. with her specials. Absolutely. I love her. And NBC has got to be sick to their stomach right. that they got rid of Tamron Hall for. You don't even Megan remember. Kelly. You don't even remember her name anymore. It was like a <laughs> blur. Like she, it didn't even happen. <laughs> Megan, no. I know. Yeah, you know, I've been watching the third hour. Jimmy, it's yeah, good. no, the third hour of um, the Today Show. Oh yeah, it's back to I, fun. Yeah, I like it because I like that cast of characters. It's just fun. And it changes. Megan Kelly's show oh. was never fun. You could never call it fun. It uh-uh. was so dour. She's not a fun gal. She's not. No. Yeah. So anyway, she's going to be. Really, really good, and ABC is very excited. Um, um, I'm excited, and she doesn't want to do celebrity project plugs. No, you know she doesn't want to do any of that kind well, of stuff. What we'll will see. she be doing? Well, I mean, because then you wonder, well, what will she do? Well, it isn't that. Like, she's not going to have somebody on who's hawking Weight Watchers, for example, like a Kate Hudson, like when Kate was on uh, Good Morning America a couple All right. weeks ago. To talk about what? Nothing. Except okay. the way, you know, there was nothing there, there. All right. That kind of stuff. Okay. Or shilling for, you know, of course you'd come on for your movie and TV stuff because that feels legitimate. But don't you hate it when you see somebody come on and they're just like, uh, well, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm the new spokesperson for, you know, cranberry juice. Let me tell you all about the wonderful attributes <laughs> of cranberry. I really don't like it when those talk shows morning shows do that i know i don't either well, it's I, just a commercial okay yeah. but, I'm, but i'm curious so she's not gonna do that kind of i wonder stuff. what she is doing though that's all i'm saying um well she wants to she wants people to share she wants to talk about authentic things so like, oh god it sounds like bethany franco we're all in well, this but together bethany franco was not authentic. a talk show authentic <laughs> host you right. did not that was that was that was torture it's like watching Lindsay lowen's beach club it's torture. I'm continuing to do it, but it is torture. You really it are. Is so You're a bad. Yes. It is so bad. There isn't one redeeming quality about that show. It's not fun like Vanderpump Rules. Anyways, we got to go. Holly is waiting to give us the dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, uh, let's get to the dirt, shall we? Yes. Now let's get to one of the big stories of the day. That would be the Atlantic magazine. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
expose about director Brian Singer. Now, it has been rumored that there is going to be a big expose about Brian Singer for quite some time. We heard news last year that Esquire magazine was going to be publishing this. However, that never happened, and many people were waiting around and saying, well, what was happening? Well, The Atlantic dropped this story today, and they are alleging that Brian Singer has sexually assaulted multiple boys when they were under... Boys. Multiple boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brian Singer already slamming this article and of course you know he's going to be doing that he has a career to think about he is going to be directing a reboot of red sonia reportedly getting 10 million dollars for his services after i mean here's the thing with this brian singer apparently you know he did the usual suspects x-men bohemian rhapsody got booted off right right Uh, rami malik is trying to say he doesn't know anything about we know that isn't true but there have been stories about him for over 20 years about his penchant for having underage, like having 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old boys coming over for pool parties. And, I mean, they got a bunch of people to go yes. on the record. This is Harvey Weinstein. Like, I don't yep. see it's how that? he... Okay. I don't see how he directs Red Sound. Isn't Red Sound he got a rape? Yeah, uh, she's a victim see, of sexual assault. Yeah, so you have this guy. It's so bad. Yes. Now, to your point, Lori, Brian Singer, uh, for, people first started hearing stories about Brian Singer's pool parties all the way back in the late 80s. So that puts us about 30 years ago. This piece has been researched for the past year by mm-hmm. these two uh, journalists, Alex French and Maximilian Porter. And they bring up some stories that we have heard before about Brian Singer. Right. They go into detail about things that have already been in the press, like Michael Egan's law lawsuit against yes. Brian Singer. Remember that Michael sued uh, Brian and others for sexually abusing him. Michael later dropped that lawsuit. And then they also go into detail about Brian Singer getting fired from Bohemian Rhapsody for mm-hmm. reportedly being an unreliable train wreck and how several lawsuits were dropped into the laps of Brian on the production Um Concerning the movie Apt Pupil. Now, remember that movie from the late 90s with Ian McKellen and the late Brad Renfro. Yes. Now, there are stories out there, too. Now, I haven't read this full thing, but, you know, there are uh, rumors out there that perhaps Brad Renfro, the reason he spiraled into his untimely death was the result of the behavior of Brian Singer towards him and maybe perhaps doing some. I can't remember who that is. Ah, uh, you remember you the movie The Client, him. Julia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the kid. Remember the little oh, boy in the okay. client? Okay, oh dear. Yeah, that's Brad Renfro. Hey, there's, yeah, and and I mean, they're young uh, guys are the same. It's the same way with if you're a, a young person and you're reluctant to go forward with your story. Well, well yes, exactly. I mean, you're right. just, you're right. like, whoa, you know, and it's the same thing happening here. And there's just multiple, multiple stories. I don't see how the yep. studio lets him direct Red Sonia. I have no idea. And, you know, in this Atlantic piece, they go into detail that Brian Singer, uh, like a lot of these stories, he would follow a behavioral pattern and he would find boys that were in vulnerable positions mm-hmm. in their life and he would mm-hmm. groom Looking them. Looking to be in the movies. movies yes. Right? Yes. And he would find these boys and then he would groom them 
and then sexually assault them. Now, Brian Singer's behavior goes all the way from minor incidents into rape. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty damning allegations. And, against Brian and Singer. some of these boys are saying they met Brian through this guy, Mark Collins Rector. Sorry yes. about that name. A Hollywood exec <laughs> turned a convicted sex offender. Oh, yes. yes. And, um, and even Brian's lawyer, the ridiculous statement they released to the Atlantic. When asked for comments, Singer is the lawyer said, "Well, Singer has never been arrested or charged with any crime, and he categorically denies ever having sex with or a preference for underage men." What the hell? There's no such thing as an underage man. No, there is no. You were a boy, right? Yes, exactly. And then notice they don't deny it. Yeah. Mm Hmm. They don't deny it in there. They cannot have him do this movie. No, they can't. Now you said something earlier, Lori, about. Rami Malek, who is on the Oscar campaign trail mm-hmm. for Bohemian Rhapsody, which, by the way, was nominated for Best Picture. And his reasoning uh, when questioned about Brian Singer saying, well, what did you know about Brian Singer? He said he never heard of the allegations against Brian Singer, which I call complete and utter crap. Crap. I know. Just it's crap. like the mm-hmm. Harvey. Everybody knew right. about it, but nobody said it out loud. But it was known. It's been known for a long time. And Rami Malek had his own problems with Brian Singer. Yes. I mean, Brian Singer is still less listed on that. I know he is. He is Whether still or not listed he goes on the, to the credits Oscars, but um, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. So reading the full piece in The Atlantic, well, I, I'm going to be doing some, that tonight. You're going to need uh, some Clorox or something to clean after this. Because yeah. it's so, the details are heartbreaking. Yeah, They truly, they yeah. truly yeah. are. The full piece is published on theatlantic.com. Now, I mentioned this story in the Dirt Alert at the top of the Dirt Alert at 5 o'clock, so just clarifying this, because we had a few questions about it. So, Harvey Weinstein has retained new attorneys, one of them being Jose Baez, who is the defense attorney, attorney, excuse me, for Casey, Casey Anthony, Anthony, Aaron oh Hernandez, and also Rose McGowan in her recent cocaine possession case. How gross is this? Oh, in her cocaine possession case. She said that was was set up by him. Now, Rose McGowan commenting to the Daily Beast that the fact that Baez is now working for Weinstein is a major conflict of interest, but I knew there was shadiness going on behind the scenes. This is her statement. This is why my case didn't go to trial. She pled no contest. She said my instinct was that my lawyers had been bought off. Wow. (gasps) Lots of dirty that things happening in Hollywood. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. And you guys will be there tomorrow. Yes, we will. We can't We're staying wait. away from those shady people. No, right, what's happening in the traffic oh, out there? Well, in the meantime, before you two go live from All the right. beautiful San Fernando Valley, we have to stay here in the Twin Cities, 694 Westbound in Fridley. Uh, watch out. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. I can't wait to hear about this. Okay, so uh, I did a little digging into Hillsong Church, which is the church that Justin Bieber is famously associated with. And some of the Kardashians. Some of the Kardashians, yes. And uh, But one of the things I was surprised in, in doing a little research on that is that Hillsong, it is a mega church, okay? Okay. It looks like it's just a building on a hill. But they have, they started in Australia. It's a mega oh. church. In other words, it's got a lot of churches. Okay. A lot of members. And how it got its start was Christian music. Mm-hmm. They have a recording. Okay. Oh, nice. Hillsong. Okay. And so people, a lot of people, they think of Hillsong as just being the Christian music record label. label. Okay. Okay. It is, it, 
it is that, and okay. people are very often surprised to find out about the church, okay, that it's an actual church because they put out, if you like Christian, your Christian Love. rock. Yeah. Sherry, I'm talking to you, my friend Sherry. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. so anyway, so, um, but they're kind of the most celebrity adjacent religious movement, maybe since Kabbalah, where you had, a, you just see like a lot of people. So here's okay. the story with them. It was founded down under. The church was founded in the early 80s by Brian and Bobby Houston, and they come from a very powerful religious family. Today, they have 100,000 parishioners in Australia, so that's a mega church, and they have locations in urban centers all over the world, London, Paris, Moscow, San Francisco, L.A., uh, blah, blah, blah. They define themselves as contemporary Pentecostal. Okay. It's a a fast-growing Christianity, it's Bible-based, and there's a focus on individual relationships with Jesus through baptism. And remember when sure, Bieber that's got... Like, yeah, that's like non-denomination. No, it well, isn't. Well, the ones yeah. that I did. Yeah. No, no, it's bi- heavily Bible-based. When you think of Pentecostal, you know, okay. Holy right. Roller, All like right. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and one of the church's best-known pastors is Carl Lentz. First of all, he's... Uh, there's a dozen pastors, right? They call Hillsong Home, but he's the only one that's been profiled in GQ and photographed with the Kardashians and Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. So this and is Jay-Z the guy we always see them walking around with. And okay. Lil Wayne, yeah. Okay. And he's 32 years old and he studied at Hillsong in Australia where he befriended Brian and Bobby Houston's son, Joel, and met his wife, Laura, who's a 38-year-old Aussie native. And one time TMZ mistook her for one of Justin's models of the moment. Okay. Okay. And she grew up attending Hillsong. She shares the workload with her husband at the pulpit. And um, together, they're like the spiritual force between behind Hillsong, New York, which now has 6,000 people mm-hmm. in the parish. It sounds Again, like they're like church. a modern day Billy Graham, you know? Yes. And uh, Lens. He estimates most of the parishioners are people in their 20s and 30s. Sure. And their personal Instagram account, 750,000 and counting. Um, they share themselves with their kids, with celebrity, and they sprinkle it with scripture. Okay. okay. Then he's Carl Lentz. Mm-hmm. He's literally a baller. He played basketball in college. And okay. when he moved to New York, he became good friends with several members of the Knicks. In fact, just four years ago, he was helping the Knicks in-house pastor with chapel and prayer sure. duties. Okay, He's often name-checked by NBA superstars like Carmelo Anthony, Jeremy Lin, and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. Durant who he, he baptized at Hillsong. Okay. The Gansevoort's rooftop pool. He what baptized a beautiful him. place to be baptized. I know. It's very, that's a unique baptism ground okay Mm -hmm. and hillsong's popularity with celebrities didn't take lens completely by surprise as he told vice in 2014 we knew what we were getting into we just believed that our church would be a home to everybody the faceless and the famous i hate that faceless Faceless? is bad the faceless and the famous Mm -hmm. only if you're famous do you have a face that counts that sounds Mm -hmm. bad it does and then Vice asked Lenz, why is Hillsong such an A-list magnet? Mm-hmm. And he said he recognizes that 
it's celebrities are often isolated and spiritually neglected. And he addresses that with them. I so it's part it. empathy, part opportunity. Well, all right, fine. That's okay. That's one way to look at it. But I do believe that's his way of looking right. at it too. That's what he says. He says, I'm empathy and there's an opportunity for me to bring people into the church. Right. Um, he met Bieber. They've been friends for 10 years and he, um, how we met him, he was on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Gail yep. insisted Oprah have him on. Okay. And Lentz recalled the late night call from Bieber, who was anxious to get baptized. And after being chased by four different paparazzi, or four different places by paparazzi, Lentz and um, Judah Smith, this other uh, guy who's mm-hmm. a pastor at Hillsong, baptized Justin Bieber and NBA star Tyson Chandler's bathtub. Because that, the basketball player has seven foot custom tubs. Yeah. And I think we did hear about that when he got mm-hmm. baptized. And Justin and Carl were inseparable after JT canceled the rest of his Purpose World Tour. Okay. I mean, they even looked alike. They were wearing the nerdy glasses, mm-hmm. okay. the basketball style okay. athleisure wear, the hoodies. So he had his own personal spiritual advisor. Yeah. And so anyway, but he met him backstage when Justin was 14. Okay. Okay. At a concert. And, um, but remember last year, last fall, when Bieber got married to Haley Baldwin, mm-hmm. there was like, how come Carl Lentz isn't there doing an Insta thing about it or mm-hmm. a, tw- a tweet or anything? Why isn't, is he mad at Bieber because didn't get married in a church? Maybe he got won. married at a courthouse. So people were speculating that these two have a major falling out. Okay. Um, so we don't know what's going on with that. Then Lentz did later come out and make a statement, released it to people or and something. what did he say? Just that he was, you know, happy that, yeah. okay. you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Justin has brought his ex, Selena Gomez, to the mm-hmm. church. His uh, Haley Baldwin was first seen, you know, on a date with Bieber at that church. Mm-hmm. Um, and way before the Bieber and Baldwin reconnecting, got engaged, Kendall and Kylie Jenner... We're spotted there. I've Chris, seen Kit, Chris, Chris Jenner Kim there. there. Yep. Nick Jonas has been spotted yep. at a Hillsong service. Vanessa Hudgens and her boyfriend, Austin Butler, have been photographed with the lenses. And people also reports that Chris Pat, Pratt has checked it out with his latest. Catherine uh, Schwartz? Yeah, Schwartznegger. Mm-hmm. But I think that would just was like maybe a looky-loo. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway. And uh, for those without... Uh, um, you're like, okay, well, what is the scandal around these? I don't see one because I think that, all right, but you... You don't you, know the whole story all yet. Right. Okay, tell me the story. Well, the story is, is that um, the church, um, I won't get into their, but they make the Billboard Christian Rock charts all the time, these yeah. Hillsong produced songs. So, um, and they struggle with hot button social issues because being Pentecostal... He's, you know, same-sex relationships, not good. He said he'll never give a blanket statement on uh, that and that all are welcome at Hillsong. But they don't, he, just just by saying that, you know, so we know that's where they stand on gay marriage and all of that. But um, anyway, they... He told Oprah he doesn't want to become entangled in issues that have previously pushed young people away from organized religion. Mm-hmm. And Hillsong, uh, even though there's 
this popular rock star guy, this Carl Lentz, and they've got all this music that people really love. Um, in the early aughts, founder Brian Houston was investigated by a Royal Commission um, uh, of child sexual abuse over all the sexual abuse that was perpetuated by his father, Frank, who was a Pentecostal pastor who admitted to uh, sexually abusing boys earlier in his past. Pastor the dad, did. the dad, Ish. and the commission found that Brian did not report the abuse to police. There were no legal consequences. Brian was censured, and guidelines for Hillsong were put forward. And Hillsong maintained that it didn't know about any sexual abuse, but yet one of the kids didn't did want to know. report their dad. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And church former churchgoers who have left have offered um, harsh critiques, much like Scientology. Defectors of Hillsong call the parish a cult that exploits its volunteers for endless free labor. Hello, Sea Org. And uh, a book came out a few years ago by Tanya Levine um, called People in Glass Houses, an insider story of a life in and out of Hillsong, an account of growing up with Hillsong as it grew from local parish to this influential mega church. Right. And at the time of the book's publication, um, Hillsong described it as an account with no credibility and someone who just wants to profit from the success of Hillsong, much like how Scientology would go after it. So, I mean, they've made a hundred million dollars in capital in a single year as a result of record and book sales. You know, the old saying, what's the quickest way to become really, really rich, start a religion. I wonder what songs though are under this. Um, Um, And pastor, there no vow of of uh, poverty is taken. And another hot topic is um, how much the international pastors take home in love offerings, which is what they call speaking appearances for the pastors of Hillsong, which can be anywhere from thirty to forty thousand dollars a pop for a love offering, um, because salvation might be free, but YSL and Gucci ain't. Mm. I don't, you know, I because there's been a lot of stories lately about how this less and less people are going to church, you know, generationally less. I it sounds. I I'd like to know more. I feel like Leah Remini should explore it, Lori. Well, she very I, very well might on her show if they ever get done with having all the Scientologists who are coming forward. But um, anyway. You have not seen Justin Bieber with him. I wonder if any of this uh, whole marriage thing. I don't know. I just, I don't you know. You feel like there's I something I feel like there's there. something hinky going yeah. on with Hillsong. I think. You uh, always have. I, I always yeah, have. you always I always have. have. And I just think that their whole way that they skirt around things, that as a Pentecostal, I don't know, that's very mm-hmm. strict belief. Oh, we will keep watching. We'll keep watching okay. you, Hillsong. Our eyes are on you, but we're not going to Calabasas to your mega church this weekend. I wouldn't We've mind visiting. We would probably see a lot of people there, Lori. You do run into a lot of people at Jamba Juice in Calabasas, Jules. <laughs> All right, listen, we'll be right back with our other headlines of the day. I have a feeling I'm going to have to go back and do more digging on Hillsong Church. Okay. Just get. I gotta get. I gotta get more dirt. I just was setting the table. Okay. Thank you. Because I, I kept thinking. 
Where's no, the no, beach? there's something fishy about there's that church. There's something fishy, and Lori's going to find there. it. All right. Well, I don't know in. what it is, but I just am suspicious. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Suspicious? Call me suspicious. I've watched too much Leah Remini. It, it, honestly, mm-hmm. some people just really do get have suspicion. Yours is way more than mine. Mm. I never go to those places because like you. there is. I mean, some people would. I mean, that is a true Elron Hubbard quote. Oh, of course it is. The fastest, the fastest way-, way to get money is start a religion oh, absolutely. and get people to start giving you money. Absolutely. And I mean, that Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker, I mean, Did they, you watch were, that? they were Ponzi schemers up the Wahoo. That was a fascinating documentary. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how much yeah. money they got people. The, and it's always the mega churches really have an, like, what happens to all that money? Yeah. Oh, Lorraine. You know what I mean? Oh, Lorraine, go do some investigating. Right. Okay, so I loved this headline today. Um, Anna Wintour, you know, go ask Anna, like, go ask Alice. Alice. God. She it's sits, a new it's thing a from new, Vogue. For Vogue, and she's sitting there in her sunglasses. She looks so ridiculous. She needs to take those off. I wonder what her eyes look like. Are they just teeny tiny saucers? What? Well, we've, we've, we've seen, seen her, her eyes. Her eyes. It, They're fine. It draws more attention. At least then do like what Robert Downey Jr. does, and you wear some light blue yeah. or right. light. Something that we could see, the, see your, your eyes, eyes through. Yeah, the word yeah. Is affectation. Yes, it's very. That's, anyway, yeah. she's a snob and she's hottie and she's micromanaging <laughs> and a perfectionist. And if she wants to wear sunglasses, she will. And if she was a man, we wouldn't even call out any of that. Yeah, we would. Because if no, a man, it, yeah, we would. Maybe I don't, sunglasses, but not anything else. Listen, she's down under, and she's really bummed that Serena lost because she was cheering her on like, yeah. yesterday. Well, anyway, I was genuinely surprised, and go ask Anna, <laughs> that she approves of someone we approve of and actually adore, and that is Meghan Markle. And she throws some really good palace shade. Okay, what does she say? <laughs> it's so good. And um, she throws good. I mean, because we're just shade. mere peasants, you know. We're, oh, we're, we yes. have something in common with Anna Wintour. She said, "I read somewhere. Um, this is Anna Wintour speaking. I read somewhere that there were members of the royal household that were confused and upset that Meghan woke up so early at five a.m. Why she's a normal California girl who gets up early and does yoga." And meditates and also sends a lot of text messages. I mean, what do they expect? That she was going to send messages via pigeon? <laughs> oh, I love it. That's good. So I think she's amazing. Yeah. And That's Anna went to her English. Yeah, and then on yeah, the Givenchy gown. That she, that she wore with for the wedding. With the wedding gown. Oh, which Brilliant. Is, you oh. know, a Brit's favorite. It was sophisticated. It was chic. It was grown up. Um, it, it was... It, the message to the world was, yes, I'm from somewhere else, but I belong. I think she looked fantastic. And she loved that Megan walked down the aisle by herself. And she loved, called the photo of Megan's mother, Doria Raglan at St. George's Chapel, so inspiring to so many men and women all over the world. So look at that. Oh, and I love that. And she thinks, what does she think of the two duchesses, Kate and Megan? She said, the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex are going to keep the royal family afloat, quite frankly. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, she seemed very genuine about her love of Meghan's vibes. Well, I love that. You know, and I think something that everybody's really happy about is that the Duchess of Cambridge, Catherine, has launched a new hotline for women. Did you hear about this today? Mm-hmm. That she went out and she was talking to moms, you know, and how stressful it is being a parent and how, 
you know, you have help initially, but then it weans off. And she says, of course, I've had more help because I have, you know, whatever. But she says there's, you know, there's people who need a little lift every once in a while. And so she's doing a a hotline. That's cool. I'm talking about depression and other things because they're really talking a lot about that. So she was... That was all over the news this morning at, that she's out talking about that yeah. and what they want to do for everybody. I really do think they're touching younger people. Well, and Anna, let's face it, I mean, she could maybe get Megan to be on Vogue, on the cover of Vogue, like in 2020, if she's still there. You know. They're having, yeah. I don't know about Kate, if she'll ever do a Vogue cover that might be considered Ooh. de classe. Was Diana on any fashion magazine? I don't know. Cover? She yes. was on People Forever. I don't think... But a fashion magazine? Oh. I don't know. She did the... the Mario Testino did that amazing um, black and white photos. Spread in a magazine? Yes. Was she it was still in a magazine. Though? It was in Vanity Fair. No, she wasn't She wasn't married, married anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. She, was she wasn't a royal. No, she was oh, not. Oh, D-Classe. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a great day. We'll be broadcasting tomorrow from L.A. And we have Miss Melissa Peterman joining us. And we're hoping to have a lot of other people. We just are going to pick them up on the plane to This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.